maybe a basic principle, maybe this will help put a little bow tie on it, Walter, but you know, as your time becomes more valuable, you know, you're making more money, as you have more money and the cost of a mistake increases, uh, that's really when it probably tends to hire an expert to make sure that you're making the most out of what you have. Welcome to Retire Smarter with Kevin Krosky. Find answers to your toughest questions and get educated about the financial world. It's time to retire smarter. It's time for another edition of Retire Smarter. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Krosky, President and Wealth Advisor at True Wealth Design, serving you in Northeast Ohio, Southwest Florida, and the greater Pittsburgh area. But we welcome all listeners and folks from across the country and uh, even the world, Kevin, I suppose. We have, uh, I, I know I've looked at the stats before, I think we've got some, a good amount of Canadian listeners here and there, you know, occasionally, and other countries across the world. So uh, welcome to all. We are, you are a global brand, my friend. How does that feel? <laughs> if you say so, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll pull up the stats during the show today, and I'll look and see where our furthest listen has occurred from. So we'll see, what the, we'll see just how global you are. Uh, if you have any questions for Kevin, you can always reach out and find out more about him and the podcast and the True Wealth team at truewealthdesign.com. Kevin, we've had a good couple of shows recently, uh, kind of walking through some listener questions that have sparked good topics in conversation. And uh, we've got another good one on today's show that's going to lead us down uh, an interesting conversation path. Yeah, we do. And this one comes from, uh, we, we recently, if you go to our website, um, there's a, a little button there. It says, are we right for you? And you can request a call, a uh, 15-minute call with a certified financial planner on our team. And in this, really, this question comes from uh, the call that I had uh, with Ray. And um, what Ray said was, hey, I'm 57. He's actually shared he's been listening to the podcast for a couple of years. And um, I was appreciative of that. And uh, he, he reached out now. So he's 57, plans on working another you know, five to 10 years is what he's saying. And um, he was just wondering, you know, I'm 57, I'm still working. You know, do I need to hire somebody now? And I thought that was a good question to explore a little bit more. So Walter, I know my favorite millennial, um, are you planning for retirement? Is it, is it too soon to start? I am definitely planning for retirement. Uh, I started planning for retirement at, uh, I guess, 18 as a high school graduation gift. My grandmother uh, opened a Roth IRA and put $1,000 in it for me, and I've been you know, contributing to some sort of retirement account ever since. So. Yeah. And, you know, the saving and uh, investing, I mean, you can always, you can never start too, too soon. Um, you know, if you can start for your kids uh, and, and kind of get that compound interest going sooner, that's great. And uh, most clients, if when do they tend to hire us? Uh, they tend to be, you know, mid fifties, late fifties, you know, just like Ray, when they get really serious about, you know, their, their retirement and, and becoming financially independent and making sure that, you know, that they have, um, that they're just not making mistakes and they're making sure that they're making the most out of what they have. So you can never start too soon. Um, but pragmatically, most people are going to just start saving in their 401k and, you know, they're just going to kind of keep plugging along and, and, and then they get down the road and they're worried about, you know, they got kids and life is busy and sports on the weekends for the kids and they got work and, and hopefully they have a little bit of time for themselves and, and their relationship with their spouse. And then, um, and then they kind of get up there a certain degree and they're like, Hey, 
we're getting pretty close to this retirement thing, or at least I think I am, you know, maybe it's time I actually pull all this stuff together and, and, and talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. So hundred percent agree. You can never start too early for saving. Um, things change so much as you kind of go through your adult life. We talked about in the last episode how how spending tends to reach its peak, at least according to Chase credit card and um, checking account spending data uh, when you're 45 and then it changes after that. So as you're on your ascent up kind of before 45, if you will, at least according to the averages, things are probably going to change a lot, you know, from the time that maybe you're coming out of school and and you know, starting your career, and, and and then you know, having kids, you got all these life transitions. Um, yeah, I don't think it's too soon to start there, but um, but nonetheless, for whatever it says, um, most clients tend to hire us when they when they get into their fifties and really get serious about this, and, and really have built up a, a good nest egg and want to make sure that they're not making mistakes. So one of the when I think through. Um, you know, some of the benefits or some of the reasons why somebody would hire us, you know, kind of like Ray, even though he's planning on working a few more years. One is is definitely qualitative. I'll kind of start qualitative and then maybe we can go more quantitative or concrete. So the first is clarity, just really kind of pulling everything together, you know, your spending, your investments, your savings, you know, considering some taxes uh, as well. You know, if you have any pension income or social security, pulling it all together into a cohesive, aligned financial life plan, getting clear on, you know, where you're at and where you stand in terms of your financial independence. Are you working because you have to, uh, or are you working because you want to? If you are working because you have to, when are you likely to reach that point of financial independence? That clarity, I think, particularly for a lot of people, um, it's just good to have for everyone, but you know, Ray still enjoys his work. Um, so, you know, he's good. Um, I've had other clients where really their work has become more of a means to an end and there's no passion there. And it's, you know, they just need to get to that point of financial independence. And then as soon as they do and feel comfortable with that, they're gone. Um, and they're, they're going to the grass is greener on retirement. Um, so everybody's different. Um, some people place a, a lot of value on that clarity. Um, I, I think it is good to see how all these pieces and parts fit together. And so how you, you can see how they impact your lifestyle. That is what planning is. Um, but you know, different people will value that differently. It is a qualitative, it is a subjective thing. Um, so that's, that, that's one, and that's kind of just the overarching planning approach in general. One of the things that we mentioned uh, in the last episode was kind of spending. And we talked about not a budget, right, Walter? We talked about a spending plan, spending plan. Uh, or spending goals. So um, you, you need to have good inputs to the plan. So one of the things I mentioned in the last episode was it's one of the most difficult things for a lot of clients. Um, you know, they haven't had a budget. You know, they're, they don't have to worry about money anymore. They've kind of climbed the ladder and, and doing well and, and living below their means. And so they just they stop tracking what they're spending. Um, and you, when you're doing this you know, financial life plan, when you're doing, trying to get this clarity that we mentioned, you need to make sure that you have good inputs for, for your spending and for measuring what it costs to run your lifestyle and do the things that you enjoy doing. So it's good to start there because a lot of times that spending data, you know, we can say we start working with a new client this year, we're going to go through and, and do some different things to kind of get a good measurement of what their lifestyle is going to be or currently is, I should say. And then we would make some age-related spending modifications to their spending goals in that retirement plan. But then importantly, we're really going to repeat that process 
over the next couple of years. So, you know, Ray's 57, he's planning on working another, you know, several years, but we get a measurement of what he's spending now. And then uh, we kind of trust, but verify and kind of repeat the process. And so we're either going to find in the next couple of years that, hey, the spending goals that we have as we continue to measure this are, are, yeah, they're in alignment with what you're spending, with what you're making, with what you're paying in taxes. We reconcile all this out, take out any sort of like one-time expenses. You know, you're not going to be putting a new deck on the house every year, whatever it may be, but we're really confirming um, our assumptions on spending. And if we find a variance there, then we got to understand that. And maybe we need to increase or even decrease the spending goal. But if you do that over a couple of years, the inputs that you're going to have to the plan, I have much more confidence in them after we've measured it and remeasured it and remeasured it over a few years and confirmed our assumptions and initial measurements. So I, I think that's incredibly valuable because if you wait until right when you're ready to retire and maybe we don't have good data, again, we can still make good assumptions, but I'm not going to have as much confidence in those assumptions as I am. Uh, versus working with a client for the last few or several years leading into retirement and already confirming the spending assumptions. So as from my professional standpoint, I'm probably going to need to be a little bit you know, more cautious, you know, build in a little bit more margin of, of safety, if you will, if we're just working with a client who is getting ready to retire in a couple months and maybe we don't have as good of a spending data in that you know, kind of that remeasuring that I mentioned. So that that's incredibly important. I mean, even if you have, you know, kind of a Excel spreadsheet and you have some of your spending information, again, there's inevitably there's things that happen in our lives that may be in there, but maybe haven't been adjusted. You know, again, those one-time things, maybe you needed to help out your, you know, your child or something like that. Maybe you were more generous with your gifting last year um, because, you know, we were going through a pandemic. Um, maybe you did a one-time home improvement or whatever, but you know you need to get an idea of kind of what those recurring lifestyle expenses are, and inevitably, even if you have a good job, kind of tracking your spending, there's some massaging of the data, if you will. So, two big things there. Um, the next several, I'll just get into seeing more concrete things that that are pretty common when we're working with somebody and and just kind of you know getting through all their stuff and making sure that they're making smart decisions you know, your investment allocation. The analogy that I always use here, you want to make sure that you're picking good investments. You know, those are the ingredients, but you also want to make sure that you have a good investment recipe or your allocation. Uh, so both of those are really, really important. Um, and inevitably, you know, we're usually kind of, you know, adjusting or pruning the portfolio a little bit uh, in the hopes of improving our investment outcome you know, moving forward. So, you know, if you put round numbers on, on something like this, let's just say hypothetically somebody has, you know, a half a million dollars and, you know, maybe we can make some improvements where we can increase our expected return by a half a percent per year. So, you know, something like that, you know, hey, it's 2,500 bucks per year or so that, you know, we're, we're hoping to, to realize from some better investment planning. Again, all that is expected, none of it's guaranteed or anything like that, but you can have a good principle and good process and, and use that science-based process to go ahead and hopefully result in better outcomes over time. So that could be something that's pretty concrete. Taxes, for sure. You know, we talked about you know, a couple episodes ago about all these different stimulus payments. And while that is somewhat fleeting and in short term, you know, that's something that is very material to many people. You know, maybe even something like changing your contributions, say from a pre-tax portion of your 401k to a Roth. 
or vice versa, depending on what the difference we expect in your current versus your future tax rate. Pretty common that we find people aren't taking full advantage of the retirement plans. Um, there's something called a backdoor Roth IRA where maybe you're ineligible for a Roth IRA contribution, but we can actually make a traditional IRA contribution and convert it from your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. There you go. There's your backdoor Roth IRA. So these are, I don't know, just kind of a, a little hit list so far of different things that are fairly common when we're sitting down with a new client and kind of sorting through, you know, whether they're 57 like Ray or a little bit earlier. A lot of different little variables to kind of, um, I don't know, adjust and tweak and look at. And, and I imagine those variables then change the closer and closer you get to that retirement age. How much better off is somebody at starting the process in that you know, age range of 57, 58 versus waiting until you know, only a year or two out from retirement? I mean, just is it pretty much across the board? People are in way better shape if they're coming in a few years sooner than that last minute visit? You know, everybody's situation is different. Um, like I said, I think from a, just a pure financial planning standpoint, um, measuring the spending over the course of a couple of years is, is, is really important. I mean, if somebody has lived so far below their means, it's maybe it's a, it's a non-issue. But, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not that person and, and maybe you've saved a, a good bit, but, you know, you need a good bit to go ahead and replicate your lifestyle over, you know, 30, 40 years in retirement, whatever it may be. You really need to have good spending data, so that's that's incredibly important. You know, it's very common uh, the, the taxes or something. Sometimes there's a very immediate benefit. I mean, I mean, I could give examples where you know, literally, I mean, there's more than like twenty thousand dollars of tax savings that we could you know get for a client in year one just because you know they were they were missing some things maybe with their employer plans and not taking full advantage of them, um, whatever it may be mortgages, something else. I mean, with interest rates declining a lot over the last couple of years, they've kind of been inching back up over the last few months. But, you know, we've helped so many people refinance um, over the last several years. You know, we don't, you know, get paid to do uh, mortgage refinances or anything like that, but we do the analysis, we will shop the market, we kind of write the prescription and, and kind of make it easy for our clients to get that stuff done. You know, that's something that's pretty common. Sometimes we even want to pay the mortgage off. You know, if you have bonds that are sitting and uh, earning a very low interest rate and the mortgage rate is higher than that, it's kind of like a guaranteed bond return that you're getting. Let's just pay off the debt. We'll eliminate the monthly payment, improve our cash flow, and we will avoid, you know, maybe 3% interest rate doesn't sound like much, but if the bonds that you own are yielding less than that, then that still could be a good trade-off. Um, so there's been a lot of that mortgage management, if you will, over the last several years. For current as well as new clients, um, you know, people tend to just accumulate a lot of stuff over time. Maybe they were sold a life insurance policy. You know, they just keep putting money into it. They don't know if they should keep doing it. Um, they don't know if they need it or if they should do something different. So we can, you know, kind of clean that up, analyze it, figure out what they need, figure out what to do with it. Um, sometimes people have old pensions. Maybe they have a lump sum option that they can consider. We've talked about that a few different times, how this year is a really good year for lump sum options with low interest rates. You kind of have a little bit of a hit list from things that I went over, but you know, you never really know what you're going to find. Some of these things are very, you know, concrete, like I mentioned, you know, whether it's taxes, mortgage, savings, you know, cleaning up the life insurance policy. But the planning part is a little bit more qualitative and subjective. Um, they're both valuable, but you know, you kind of never know what you're going to find. You, you have this sort of like checklist approach, but for, for me anyway, you always kind of have to go in and just do some critical thinking, really understand the person, really kind of get through what they got, 
certainly you do this for a while and, and you know you kind of see some patterns but you know every now and then you're going to have some oddball thing that you just got to think through and figure out and so it, it's not it's not just putting data into a software program and this magic box spits out an answer on the other side um, if you're doing that approach uh, which many do unfortunately um, i would just be a little reticent about retiring with a plan uh, constructed in that fashion retiring um no matter when it is if retiring, you dumber. retiring dumber <laughs> <laughs> I like you don't it. want to retire dumber you want to retire smarter let's yes. launch a uh, a second podcast called retire dumber and um <laughs> you know we'll just we'll just take a different approach to all of these questions it'll be how, how not to retire we'll cover how all not. of those topics we might be on to something here it could be a future series retiring dumber retiring dumb and dumber one of my favorite movies Love it could be a movie. little comedy thrown in. It'd be like a comedic financial planning podcast. That certainly doesn't exist out there. So, yeah, we got something. Yeah, maybe there. a fine line. A comedy too. It could be some quick sadness as well. That's true. That's if you don't true. do it right. <laughs> well, we all wonder if we're living in a uh, a comedy or a tragedy, right? So it can be the merging of those uh, of those two worlds. In yes. Podcast. Maybe we can do a series. Retired Dumber. Maybe maybe that we, instead of launching a new show, we'll, we can come up with an idea for a little mini series that we can do as part of this show uh we, we should have thought of that for april we could have done an april fool's episode called retire dumber instead of retire smarter <laughs> the ideas are flowing now so we'll, we'll come up with something this i like good. it <laughs> uh but it sounds to me just like the earlier obviously never too early to start saving for retirement but when it comes to planning for retirement like true planning uh, we still want to do that as soon as we can because it buys us options buys us time which buys us options and um, helps you avoid more mistakes. It sounds like you're just able to catch things, better analysis. So many things can go into it. So if it kind of just seems like one of those gut things, Kevin. If you start to feel it in your gut, like, yeah, is it time for us to start thinking about this in more in depth and to, and to maybe meet with somebody? Listen to that gut because the answer is probably, yeah, time to start talking about these kinds of things and, and, and going more in depth to them. So sounds like your message is, is don't be hesitant if you're still some years away from retirement. You know, don't hesitate to, to, to ask, to call, to get in touch and, you know, kind of start going over some things. No. And, and what, you know, candidly, what I told Ray was I, I, it definitely was not too, too soon in his case, in my opinion. We've, uh, just speaking from first person experience here, I mean, there's been many situations I've met with people and like, okay, you know, just in initial consultation, I'm like, just do this, do that. And then, you know, come back and see me in a couple of years or when this happens. And so it's, Having some clarity, having an idea when you're going to be financially independent. Um, sometimes people want that and they still want to go through the process. Um, there is definite value to that clarity. I mean, we have some clients where, you know, candidly, um, as they've been clients for a long time and kind of made it through like some of the higher risk years. And I suggest that like, Hey, maybe, maybe we just, rather than kind of do our full blown service model, maybe we just don't do the financial planning anymore. And we'll just take care of your investments for you and still get together. And, and, you know, you pay us a little bit less for that, but, you know, what do you think? And um, I've been surprised that several people have politely declined. They appreciated it that we said, hey, pay us less money, but they declined it because um, they still wanted that clarity. They placed a lot of value on that clarity and just having things kind of pulled together and seeing the big picture and, and how all the pieces and parts fit together financially um, and are aligned with their lifestyle. So that's what I mean about that part is so subjective for people, but you can't get back time. Um, you know, you, you don't know if you have an issue or if you have an opportunity uh, until you really talk to somebody. 
But if you're talking with a good, competent advisor that's, you know, that's not money motivated, I mean, they'll be able to point you in the right direction. And if candidly, if it's not a big problem today and, you know, the the value is going to be less than what it costs to solve the perceived problem, then you you shouldn't hire an advisor. Um, But, you know, if you place a bigger value on that clarity and it's still worth it to you, um, you know, I have much more clarity on somebody's financial situation than they do. I've been, you know, this is what I do every day. I've been doing it for decades now. Um, they don't have that kind of clarity. They may value that and still may be worthwhile to them. But maybe a basic principle, maybe this will help put a little bow tie on it, Walter. But, you know, as your time becomes more valuable, you know, you're making more money. As you have more money and the cost of a mistake increases, uh, that's really when it probably tends to hire an expert to make sure that you're making the most out of what you have. You know, if you're just starting out, you know, if even if you screw up, um, the mistake isn't going to cost you that much, then, you know, I mean, maybe it doesn't pay, it makes sense to pay an expert to deal with it. But, you know, like Ray, as you're, you're only a few years from retirement, you know, you've saved a good chunk already. You're going to keep saving more and you want to make sure you're making the most out of what you have, you know, probably a good time to hire somebody that's competent and trustworthy. I love it, Kevin. And um, it's just a great reminder that there's help available to you if you need it. And uh, the longer you wait, the longer you procrastinate, the less options that you have. So take advantage of things while you're thinking about it now and when the time is right to react to all these moving parts. If you want to reach out to Kevin, you can do so at truewealthdesign.com. There's an Are We Right For You button where you can schedule your 15-minute call with an experienced advisor on the team. Again, that's truewealthdesign.com. Or you can call 855-TWD-PLAN, 855-TWD-PLAN, and there's contact info in the description of today's show. All right, Kevin, you ready for it? One of the more obscure places where you have uh, some podcast listens <laughs> coming from? Sure. So this is, I eliminated everything that only was showing one download in the history of your show, as those are obviously kind of very random, and the list is pretty long for just the the true one-offs. So I, I kind of pegged this one as maybe the most obscure place. Now, keep in mind, this doesn't necessarily mean that the person lives there. If you have someone who listens to the show and they travel, it can ping in you know different countries depending on where they're traveling and listening. But you have a, a good little handful of listens from the country of Mauritius. Where is that? <laughs> I was, I was going to wait and see if you actually knew where Mauritius was. It is uh, off the coast of Madagascar. Hmm. Little, little iron, I, a little island country in the Indian Ocean of all places. I only know about it because one of the people that edits this show actually has visited there before, went on vacation there, and actually uh, got hit, hit by a hurricane while they were there, believe it or not. Or I don't know if they call it typhoons in the Indian What do they call in the Indian Ocean? Cyclone, maybe? I think it's Typhoon. Typhoon, maybe? Okay, yeah. I know in the Pacific, and it's different. Can't remember what it is in the Indian Ocean, but there you go. So you've had someone listening to this show in Mauritius, of all places. All right, we might have to go do a, a, an on-location recording, Walter. I think you would like it, because the pictures of Mauritius are pretty beautiful. So <laughs> it looks like a great spot to to check out if you ever have the ability to fly all the way out there. I remember... Uh, uh, his flight out there was quite crazy. All the different countries he had to fly to just to make it to uh, to there because obviously not a spot where you get a lot of direct routes to. But. <laughs> right. Oh, shout out to our people in Mauritius. Thank you, you very it. much for tuning in. You got it. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk with you again soon. All right. Thanks, Walter. All right. That's Kevin Krosky. I'm Walter Storholt. Talk to you soon. Right back here on Retire Smarter.
Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed. All performance reference is historical and not an indication of future results. Benchmark indices are hypothetical and do not include any investment fees.